Hello, and welcome to Sideways. This week, we're talking about the odd and sometimes frightening thoughts that come into our minds without any warning, and the ones that seem to trigger an uncomfortable loop of anxiety. Martin waxes lyrical about swings. I bemoan the length of school holidays. And there's joy in the form of dogs chasing butterflies. Oh, and punting. Intrusive thoughts. <laughs> well, that was a very nice start to the occasion. Yeah, it's sad though, isn't it? Because I won't be able to leave that in. No, and <laughs> it had been, been quite a nice uh, introduction. It put me on my back foot, didn't it? Well, I think so. I always, I don't know about you, I always try and think of uh, ways of beginning, and that just seemed uh, opportune. If it was ready, or you've been holding it in for a couple no, of minutes. No, it hadn't, hadn't it? Just there, <laughs> there it was, it just arrived yeah. at the right time. And, and uh, but, you know, as I say, in a, in a way, it's a waste, isn't it? Yeah, it broke the ice, though, didn't it? Hmm. I sometimes do that at parties. <laughs> I'll do it on first dates. I'll find the best thing to do. <laughs> or a big burp. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. How are you? Are you good? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah, long day at work. Actually, no, it's quite a short day it at work. It was a long day at work, was it? Because no. you, you were free to do this at about midday. Or oh, no, not midday, it? about half three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, we, yeah, we started early and got to a convenient point, so... Oh, you don't have to justify it to me. I'm don't justifying to, it don't have to, to myself. Don't have to be an apologist for your own short working hours. No, I don't, actually. No, I'm self-employed. I do what I want. Exactly, because I've been to the seaside today. Have you? Yeah. Oh, well, that's rather nice. Where, which one did you go to? Uh, Camber. Oh, very, that's one of your faves, isn't it? Took the dogs down there for a bit of a Excellent. run around. It's lovely. Excellent. Yeah. It is lovely, especially if it's not a weekend where it's ramo down there. Exactly. Try and get as many visits down there before the schools break up. I think it's yeah. flipping liberty that children get time off during the summer. <laughs> when <laughs> yeah, I want to walk my dogs on an empty beach. That's it. They wasted and they <laughs> go to the beach and having fun. <laughs> it's disgraceful. Just keep them at school all year round. It's much better. <laughs> Learning's really important. It is. It is. And it's, uh, it's something that you and I should have paid more attention to back in the day, perhaps. Yeah, I think that, um, that ship sailed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Along many moons ago. We didn't turn out so bad, though. No, not really, no. Anyway. Anyway. Well, what I, what I wanted to talk to, about, talk to you about today, which I'm sure you'll have some very valuable input on, um, which is um, it's something, a topic that often crops up in groups, um, mm-hmm. which is dealing with intrusive thoughts. Mm. Now, I'm not talking about the ones, we can exclude those ones that, which you, that, that involve drinking, because obviously that's obviously linked to you know, to cravings, but it's, it's really, uh, I'm really talking about those ones that are sort of flashbacks right. from their past, which I think we all get, don't we? And, you know, you can mull over bad things that you've done whilst drunk or, or sober. It doesn't really matter, but... Um, okay, so just for clarification, yeah, is, it, it are, is our discussion confined to uh, flashbacks? Because also when, when I no. think of intrusive thoughts, I think of... I don't think of flashbacks so much. I, th- I tend to think more of thoughts that seem to be weird, wonderful, frightening, that seem to spring from nowhere for no apparent reason. That's pretty much it, yeah. It's, okay. not, just, it's not just that. But it, I, certainly when I was thinking about it myself, it's, it, it's sort of flashbacks that I've had is, is perhaps about when I've upset people or bad decisions I've made in the past. 
Crikey, there'd be a lot of those then. The an case. awful lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, they're on a, a merry-go-round. They just, they just come in from time to time. <laughs> I'm surprised there's room for any other thoughts in your head. <laughs> Not really, but I often get them just as, uh, well, I don't often get them. I don't, I've, I'm pretty relaxed about them now, but I remember um, certainly the early part of my recovery, they used to, they, they were coming in all the time, thick and fast. And often uh, just as I was trying to get to sleep, you know, that awkward period yeah. where you sort of go through every bad decision you've ever made in your whole life, it seems, and keeps yeah. you awake. But luckily I don't suffer from that anymore, but it is, I know it's, it's still a very relevant point for us all. Did you, did, what about, um, did you or have people in group ever talk to you about having uh, thoughts that aren't not in any way related to anything they've done, but just seem yeah. to be completely random. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which yeah. is again, what I want to come on to really, but okay. um, b- b- before we start, yeah, I just wanted to make something quickly. I just wanted to mention about what's well, from last week's episode. Right. Um, is, it, is it someone upset about a band I've dissed or something no, now? Huh. Not really. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was just regarding my last week's, uh, gratitude list entry, which is about Father's Day. Oh yeah, because my my, my gratitude list included the whole of all the all the things that happened on Father's Day, and then I, you probably saw on Facebook. Oh, that, yes, that, I uh, did. My, my youngest daughter Lizzie then mentioned that I hadn't put in there. I hadn't talked about being pushed on the swing, mm. which was, um, um, which was you know it was it was part of that. But I, I didn't pick it out. There's, there's lots of things, nice things that happened on. On Father's Day, but that was one thing that she she thought I should have mentioned. Hmm, and I, I didn't I think, you mention it. Were you ashamed? No, and I think no. you did make some sort of disparaging remark on on, on Facebook about it as well. But um, no, it wasn't. It was it was it was strange because it was we'd gone to the to the uh, park with my grandson. Yeah, uh, and I think I just started pushing Lizzie on the swing. You know, my, my daughter, and, and I, was, I was saying to her, I haven't done this for sort of twenty odd years, as many many moons. And yeah. then she pushed me on the swing. Yeah, um, which was nice. which is quite nice. We changed around, and then I popped a little uh, little William onto my lap while, yeah. uh, while uh, Lizzie pushed. So it's sort of three generations brought together by the humble swing. Very nice. Which I thought was rather nice. Yeah, very so nice. I, I just I just thought it'd be just a bit of further explanation as to uh, regarding the swing. Yeah, well, I th- Lizzie was quite right to remind you of that because that sounds that's right in the sweet spot of gratitude, isn't it? That? It is. Yeah. The simplicity of a swing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you ever been, uh, just talking of swings, have you ever been on a swing, uh, like maybe a rope swing or something like that, when it's kind of collapsed and you've gone crashing to the ground? No, no, no. It doesn't sound very nice. But um, Have you ever you fallen said, off a swing? Uh, in my youth I did, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I was just thinking of swing-related accidents and... I don't think I've ever fallen off a swing and I don't think I was ever on a swing when it crashed to the ground, but I can remember, and I can't remember who it was. I can remember playing with a swing where we're sort of pushing it to and fro without anybody on it. And it hit somebody in the mouth (laughs) (laughs) when it was those really, really hard um, rubber, rubberized sort of plastic ones they used to have at the Heath. I know the ones ones you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the the amount of... um... You know, we talked about TikTok last week and the amount of videos that are posted of drunk people falling over. There is also quite a lot of kids getting hit by swings as well. And they just wander in front of someone swinging, don't they? Yeah. And getting knocked flying. And I've seen that happen. Yeah. Uh, in real life, which is which is nasty. Well, it's funny um, though, isn't it? It's, 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 well, a bit. It depends if it's your own child who gets kicked flying. Well, obviously, it's, it's not funny. funny if it's your own child. <laughs> no. But seeing anybody hit by a swing is quite funny. It is quite funny, it. yeah. Because... Actually, when you think about the logic of it, a swing can only move um, 
between two points. Yeah, yeah. Can't go any further than that, can it? No. So really, if you're getting hit by a swing, you've only got yourself to blame. Yeah, it's your own fault. It's your own fault. You should but have you thought a little bit more carefully about the trajectory of the swing, shouldn't you? Yeah, I think, think two or three-year-old kids don't really have that capacity. Well, to, wait, to I'll work. tell you why that is. That's because they don't keep children in school all year round. <laughs> they <laughs> let them have come, the summer off. It's all come back to that, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect illustration of the point you were making. Correct. Anyway, we get back onto the subject matter. We'll move on to that, shall we? Yeah, why not? Um, the reason that I thought it's quite an important one to do, not only the fact that it comes up quite regularly, but um, it's important because those of us in recovery, it can, it can really can be a trigger uh, towards a lap. So it can start that chain of events rolling. You get these intrusive thoughts. Um, and I, I know a number of people have said that it, it, it's, it's those sort of thoughts that can be intrusive that may have well led to, or part of the reason they went into addiction in the first place. And m- many people use drink and drugs to, to quieten the mind. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I, I remember, you know, that was, that was part of the appeal of, of, of overusing sometimes because it did keep those things at bay for a while. Yeah, I suppose it must get to the point where you're not sure whether it's the cause or uh, something that you use to soothe it. Uh, well, exactly. I th- but uh, but the, it's uh, it's one of those cycles again, isn't it? You get into because one feeds the other, mm. and when those intrusive thoughts do get too much, um, it's it seems the easiest way to deal with it. But I want to come onto why that isn't the case. But I know that it's it's often linked, um, and I've heard it in the past about with you know the mental health issue of OCD, mm-hmm. um, where those truths can those thoughts become all consuming. Yeah, uh, especially you, you see it all the time. Or you read about it, about people that have you know, that, that are worried about germs, for example, or mm-hmm. you know they have to mind the cracks in the pavement, or they have to touch the banister in a certain place, and that sort of thing. It's those thoughts yep. that come in and intrude. Um, yeah. So your your ritualistic behaviour starts to yeah. become a way of quelling those um, intrusive thoughts. Yeah, it is. And I, re- I remember someone in groups telling us about how they get really violent thoughts as well. Mm-hmm. Never acted them out, but there was they, they get these thoughts. They were wanted to be violent towards people, not not pe- perhaps people in the room, but just but anyone you know yeah, they could get these random thoughts, um, which again is it's it's quite common. It seems what happens that what's happening there is that if you have a an intrusive thought like that, where um, you feel like you want to be violent towards someone, and you feel God, that's completely out of character. Why on yeah. earth am I feeling like that? Yeah, it makes you anxious to have that thought. And when you get anxious, your body releases, produces adrenaline, but there's nothing for your adrenaline to do because there's no, there's nothing for your, for you to run from or to fight against. And so there's only one place for your adrenaline to go and that's back into your thoughts. Right. Yeah. And so it becomes a kind of self-perpetuating cycle of terrifying yourself. And, uh, it goes kind of round and round and round and round and you can't seem to, you know, get off the merry-go-round. No, and that's 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 in my notes of when the, the research that I did was looking at ways of perhaps trying to overcome that. Uh-huh. Um, because I, I think the, the first thing we've got to remember is that, that, that most people have them. Um, you're not unusual, are you? I think a lot of people think oh, I've got this this intrusive thought. I'm I'm unique. This is, no one else is having having these. But I think it's it's we've got to remind ourselves that it is a it's a very common uh, issue. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> Almost any aspect of anxiety is worsened by a feeling that no one else feels like you do. Or if you have a a strange thought, you think, well, there must be, I mean, the ones that kind of tend to be worse are, are things like, uh, thoughts of violence, 
thoughts of sexual deviance. Yeah. Because those sorts of things start to frighten you. You start to think, my God, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Am I, you know, am I a, a bad person? Am I going mad? And of course, when you start to have those sorts of thoughts, that tends to be isolating in any case. But so yeah. you're right. Yeah. Everybody has, you know, intrusive thoughts at one time or another. They do. Um, and because they seem to come out of nowhere sometimes, can't they? That you, you're not, you're not thinking about anything in particular and whoosh, you get this sort of distressing um, arrival. And, mm. um, and, and, and I know they can trigger all sorts of emotions, can't they? And I think you've touched on there to a certain extent with, with anxiety because we don't like them. We don't know where they've come from. Um, but, you know, guilt, you know, it can, it could, especially if it is a, a flashback from the past uh, or disgust about the thought you're having, exactly as you're saying there, or, or panic or, or misery. All sorts of emotions can, can crop up with them. So it is, it's important we know how to deal with them, I think, because it's quite a, uh, a wide-ranging issue. Yeah. When I was doing the research on this, because I didn't know really where to start, but there's this, there's several good articles I was reading, um, and the, and one of them was talking about the unwanted intrusive thoughts are, or can be sort of repetitive doubts about things like relationships or decisions we've made in the past, either large ones or small ones, sexual orientation or identity that comes up seems to come come up quite a lot, or concerns about your own safety mm-hmm. or religion or death. Or worries about other sorts of questions that can't be answered, like life after death, for example. And they, you know, they can be intrusive, but they, uh, and unless you know how to deal with them, I think they can become quite harmful. I mean, they're all springing from anxiety, aren't they? They That's are, really. They're, they're all coming from, you know, in, in that way, intrusive thoughts, you know, you, think, you can think about in the same way as you think about anxiety generally, which is we tend to think of anxiety as something that has come up upon us from somewhere in the ether. But of course, it can't be. It has to be something that we create within ourselves. Yeah. And that's what we're doing with our intrusive thoughts. So even when, of course, if you're having a flashback, you know it's coming from within you. But even if you're having some sort of really strange, random thought about wanting to, you know, punch someone squarely in the jaw when you feel <laughs> like it's completely out of character with you, yeah. coming from within you. And so on, although on one, on one level that might, you know, seem to increase your anxiety because you think, crikey, why am I having that sort of thought? The reason it's important to understand it's coming from within you is because if you are creating it, then it stands to reason that there is a way of you stopping it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not you're not doing it consciously, but you're creating this kind of unconscious, disturbing thought. It'd be worse if it was coming from outside because obviously then there wouldn't be anything you could do about it, but it isn't coming from outside. It is coming from something that is going on within you unconsciously. Yeah, and I think it's quite interesting that point you're saying about you know it, it could, the, the anxiety that it creates can then fuel that further, cause I, which is the paradox of that, isn't it? Really, if we try and get rid of the thoughts, um, you know, we can we can fuel them by by not dealing with them properly. And the harder we try and suppress them, um, I, know, I, I don't know from my own uh, point of view when I've tried to do that, you try and suppress them or distract yourself or put substitute thoughts in. Um, the, the stickier, I think it's probably the word to you, the stickier that thought becomes. Yeah, of course. Um, and, and if so, if, if you suggest something and it's, if, like if I suggested something to you, you'd think about it for a while, wouldn't you? You can't just dismiss it. You have to deal with it and, and process it. You know, if I talked to you, if I said, you know, think about, I don't know, the cricket, for example, mm. you'd, you'd start thinking, oh, yeah, yeah. And it, you, you've got to deal with that, haven't you, then? And, um, and that, that's coming from an outside source. But so when it comes internally, mm. then it can be a little bit tougher. Yeah, it's not only that. That's true, but it's, it's worsened by the fact that your unconscious mind can't deal with negatives so if you say to yourself, don't think about X, Y, Z, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't hear the don't. 
It just no. is to think about. <laughs> yeah. So you can't tell your unconscious brain not to think about something because all yeah. you do is you get yourself to think about it. So what's happening there is when you get an intrusive thought and you think, don't think about punching that bloke in the face. All you think about is punching that bloke in the face. Yeah. So like if, I say to, if I say to you now, Martin, think about anything, but just don't think about a blue elephant. Yeah, immediately exactly. you get the you get the image of a blue elephant in your, you do, yeah. in your head because you can't. And I say no, 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 don't don't think about a blue elephant, <laughs> but you can't get it. So so that's the kind of that's the dysfunctional aspect of that. The more we tell ourselves not to do something, the easier it becomes for us to do it. Uh, uh, true, and that's sort of again in the research that's that seems to be the the, the major theme really running right through it. Um, but you know, if you are, you know, a lot of people get intrusive thoughts. It doesn't bother them, um, but but some of them can be quite um, can be qu- quite quite nasty. Um, and I think that it, it's, it's sort of building, how, learning how to build a new relationship with those thoughts, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and try and try and reframe them and rephrase them as, as as being sort of irrelevant and unimportant, and that you can move on from them. So I think also, I mean, it's uh, I think it's well known. That our brains can sort of sort of create junk thoughts, can't they? And they're just part of the sort of stream of consciousness that we have. Mm-hmm. Sort of like the flotsam and jetsam of that, isn't it? You know, you're going to get all sorts of thoughts are going to come through. I can't probably stop, saw some. I probably that. saw some flotsam and jetsam today. You, so where, where, where? I suppose you would have done down by down Canber Sands. Yeah, I didn't notice any, but if I'd looked hard enough, probably would have seen some. You, you'd have seen some. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. You know, the, the the our tendency, and we talked about this not last week. I think it was the week before, wasn't it? But we have to, we, we find ourselves judging everything. Yeah. And that means we also judge our thoughts. So as soon as you have a thought, there's almost like this instinctive thing that happens in you that says, well, is that a good thought or a bad thought? Yeah, it isn't either necessarily. It might just be what it is. It's a thought, you know, it's just come in. You, you don't know where it's come from. Uh, and if you, if you don't give it so much credence and meaning, then the likelihood is it will kind of disappear again as quickly as it came. That's it. I mean, do you think that um, you know the, probably one of the most effective ways to deal with it um, is to is to try and reduce your sensitivity to them? One of the ways. I mean, there are lots of kind of metaphorical ways you can kind of try and deal with that. But I often find it's quite useful to think of the thoughts that are going through your mind. If you imagine kind of sitting on a riverbank and watching the water flow by, that's what's happening with your thoughts. Yeah. And you might, as you're watching that lovely stream or that river, you might see some twats chucked in a coke can Mm. and that goes past or something you know that annoys you You think why are people polluting the river like that but it's going past you there's nothing you can do about it you can't get well you suppose you could wade in and try and get hold of it (laughs) but you know you you need to kind of accept the things that pass your eye line in the same way as you accept your thoughts it floats past you it annoys you for a second and then it's gone and then something else comes along you know a duck or something i don't know um and if we can, the, the greater the extent to which we can treat our thoughts in that way, the better it is. You know, treat your thoughts as if you are a, uh, an interested bystander, as if, as if you're just observing them, rather than saying, well, that's okay to think. No, that's not okay to think, because as soon as you get into that, that's when you, you kind of create a problem for yourself. So do you reckon that, that um, it's when we, you know, these, these, these intrusive thoughts, that if we, you know, if we if we engage with them and, and sort of entangle with them a bit like the coke can, worrying about them, um, that we reinforce them, don't we? Um, Correct. And, and so, you know, when you're struggling against them, um, it's difficult, isn't it? And if, even if you do try and reason them away, um, it's tough. But I like quite like the idea of the, of the of the 
uh, you know, watching bits and pieces float by on the on the river. And I'll come back to that because I think it it fits in neatly with something in my gratitude list. So lovely, um, yeah, yeah. You uh, can't, yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't think them away. I, one of the other things, and you know, maybe you're going to come and talk about this, but um, one of the other ways in which it's you can really usefully deal with stuff that is stuck going around in your head is talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Now, part of the problem is that when people have very either um, thoughts that make them feel ashamed or frightened or whatever, they almost like they don't want to tell anyone about it. Yeah. People are going to think I'm weird or a, a pervert or whatever it is. I mean, I suppose in a lot of cases, they're more likely to tell a therapist than they are you know, their partner or whatever. Yeah. But there's so many times where I've worked with people who will say they've got, they have this really intrusive re- recurring dream. And wh- even just talking about it stops the dream. Right, yeah. Because it's like, oh, something's been released now. I've told someone. Um, they haven't called the police immediately. <laughs> so, you know, I've got a sexual deviant sitting in my room. And something in that, something almost as if it comes from someone else not overreacting to it seems to enable the person themselves to stop overreacting to it. So, you know, if you can find someone to talk to about something that is constantly coming up in your mind, more often than not, you'll find that that in itself is quite useful. So you sort of exorcise them, don't you? Exercise those those thoughts. Perhaps it works the way that some people would use the confessional um, it does. If, if they go to church, if they go to a Catholic church, for example, and go and yeah. see the, the priest or the father or whatever, and it helps to exorcise those particular demons. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I can't, I can't speak on behalf of the Catholic church. No, so. nor me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Gan, just, Gan Gang could if she was here. She could, well, she could talk about any religion. Yeah. And she, she was, <laughs> she was firmly entrenched. And, and uh, although she wasn't a Catholic, um, Did you ever she, absolve she, yourself of your sins by telling her what you'd done? No, again, again. Well, you could actually. No, you could because she would never judge you. There you go. Like, we should have mentioned her last week, really. She's like a yeah. therapist in her own way. To have a grandma like that, yeah. you could tell her all about the most shocking things. And, and she wouldn't flutter an eyelid. She wouldn't, wouldn't batter an eyelid, I should say. She would just go on with it. You know, that, yeah. was, that was part of, the, part of the deal with her. It was, her, her, her regime of forgiveness was unrelenting. But there's, there's something else that's really valuable about that and something that is very valuable in therapy and therapists. Um, and that is when you tell someone something that you find really shocking or you think is really shocking, to see no um, extreme reaction in the other person yeah. is incredibly helpful and anchoring. You know, so, so for example, if you, you know, if you tell your therapist, I know we're kind of moving slightly away from the topic, but if you tell your therapist that you were sexually abused, for example, you don't want an extreme reaction. No, quite. Because that's the thing that you're trying to deal with. What you want is a kind of calm um, sense of emotional holding, and that's what you're that's what you're talking about with Gang Gang. She's like, she's you're telling her something, and she's like, that's okay. You know, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be extreme in any one direction there and that in itself is such a soothing response it is and that's kind of the response that you want from yourself i suppose it it is isn't it yeah it is and we do try and say when people come to groups for the when they're in the uh, perhaps their first or second occasion they 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 come along um and they start to open up you know i often say if i'm running a graph and say to me tell us what you like i don't think you better tell me anything anymore that will shock me you know no one's going to judge you here we've all been through very similar things uh, and it does help people to put them at ease a little bit because there are, you know, the stories I've heard over the years, um, it's 
quite difficult to top them, really. So I don't think there's anything that, that, that would come along that would that would um, that would either upset me or, or act in exactly that as way as you're saying there, being being um, upset about it or, sh- or visibly show that it's um, that it, it's rocked me. Yeah, I think it's quite valuable telling people that they don't, that, you know, that you don't feel there's anything they can say that will shock you. Mm. It's quite, it's quite, that's quite a gift actually to be able to say that to someone. I mean, it was obviously as long as it's true. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. If you just say it's just, it's just a platitude that it's not really going to yeah. work, is it? And then they say, "Well, I stole something from the shop," and you're like, "Oh my god, I can't, I can't believe it!" Yeah, that's no good. You know, you would, you can't be able to deliver on the basis of that one. Yeah, well, hopefully that we do in the groups, and I think we do. I think we're all right with that. Oh dear. Uh, but anyway, I just there's several points just on the on on that that came up in research. Also, was to um. If you try to avoid these sorts, it can that can make them strong as well. I think it, I think it was looking at, you know, if you leave the thoughts alone and treat them as if they're not even very interested, they'll eventually fade into the background. But I think it's talking about also about you know letting it run its course. You know, don't don't try and engage it and try and shortcut it or try and push it out of the way. Let, a bit like you know we talked about that in the past, haven't we? About emotions can can overwhelm you or can come along, and there's the, the only way through it is to. Is to, is to walk through it rather than trying to avoid it. And us, us as addicts will have spent a lifetime trying to avoid exactly that. Yeah, absolutely. Confront it. Whatever the thought is, uh, again, this, and we've talked about this before, this is something that's true of anxiety generally. Everything that, you, all, the, all that your instincts tell you, you need to do the opposite. Because when you have intrusive thoughts, your instincts are saying, don't look, get away from yeah. it, distract yourself. Don't do any of those things. Look at them. Stare at those thoughts. Become comfortable with them. They're just thoughts. Yeah, yeah they're, yeah. Not, they're not a reflection of something that's happened. Well, sometimes they might be a memory, but you know, even if it's a memory, it's gone. It's happened. It's in your past. So whether they're a memory or a flashback or just something that's weird that's come out of nowhere, it's just a thought. It can't hurt you. And and you know, the more willing you are to endure it, the quicker it's likely to pass. It's a, which which is a good point. Um, and there's was, there's was a point that came up leading on from that was about I know we many moons ago we did an episode on labels which you may remember and how how um, how unhelpful they could be um, <clears throat> but in in here in the research it was saying that label those thoughts as intrusive so put a label on them because mm-hmm. um, that you know that that could help you to to make those thoughts fade away. Call them intrusive. So I don't like it. It's intrusive and it'll gradually just fade away. But again, don't try and avoid it. Uh, but to remind you, mind yourself that these thoughts they are, everyone has them. They're automatic. It's not up to you. No, you, you didn't ask for it to come in. It just came in and that's it. Mm. Um, label it as intrusive and, 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 and move away. Put it in the intrusive file. <laughs> you could file it under that, couldn't you? <laughs> I don't know how often you'd have to uh, clear that out, your, your, your history file on that. Well, that's the problem, isn't it, with intrusive thoughts? Because quite often they don't they don't get filed away. They sit on the 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 desktop of your mind. They do. And that's what they makes them intrusive. But you know, I think I mean sometimes they can be associated with something that is. I, I think we should be. I mean, you mentioned one of them earlier. Um, there are certain underlying mental health conditions that might be creating that those intrusive thoughts. OCD yeah. is one of them, but one of the other ones is PTSD. Yes, I'm sure that PTSD is quite common in the recovery community. Very. But if it's possible that 
PTSD is underneath your intrusive thoughts do need to get that dealt with because you, you've got to get help. Very unlikely that you're going to be able to get through that without any professional help. I, I, I'd agree totally. Uh, I'd agree because there are these. These what we're talking about here is out with those. Yeah, the, certainly. If it's if there is an underlying condition, have we done PTSD? Have we done an episode on that? Uh, um, no, not on its own. No, quite surprised. We ought to because that's we're, quite it's quite an important subject. That one. It is. Uh, because, uh, come on. No, it is because it. Um, we have a lot of people. We've had ex-military in that um, that obviously suffer from it. But PTSD isn't just limited to people in the military, is it? It's that, it's exactly of all sorts of people. Exactly, and that's why I think it's quite an important topic because a lot of people think, oh, well, I've never been in the army. It can't be PTSD, but exactly. PTSD can occur in all manner of situations that you think it unlikely to appear in. Um, anyway, so so that, there's also some of the tactics that I came across in the research was to, um, there was a list of things you should avoid. Okay. Um, one of them was, I think we've already touched on, engaging with the thoughts in any way and giving them any credence. Yeah. Which yep. is good. Avoid pushing the thoughts out of your mind. Definitely. Which is, which we've touched on there. Avoid trying to figure out what the thoughts mean. So to, again, giving it too much of a, um, too much gravitas. Think, mm-hmm. oh, this must mean so. If I'm thinking this, I must be a violent person, or if I'm thinking this, I must be sexually deviant, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it yeah. is you, you, you're, you are engaging it and, and elevating its status, aren't you? Yep, you are, and you're likely to make them, uh, you're likely to sustain them with that sort of behavior. Yeah, um, expect the thoughts to come back again. So, you know, accept these things are going to happen and, and it, it may well come back again, and it's not going to shock you if it does. Yep. Which I think is quite good. Um, and to, but, but don't keep checking to see if it's working <laughs> when you start to do these things. Because once you start to check back, you'll bring that thought back to, into, into, the, uh, into the ether again, won't it? And it comes yeah, which, back into your mind and it will yeah, which it's is intrude exactly, again. It's exactly the same as any um, anxiety. You know, one of the things I've noticed often is that when someone starts to recover from a period of time where they've really struggled with their anxiety, uh, they worry so much about their anxiety coming back that they tend to bring it back. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, as soon as you start looking for anxiety, you'll find it, believe me. Uh, uh, In yes. the same way, as soon as you start looking for intrusive thoughts, when they start to have died down, you'll find them because, as we said earlier, you're creating them. So uh, as yeah. soon as you say, well, where's that intrusive thought? Bang, there it is, because you're making it. It's self-fulfilling, isn't it? It's and not like point, waiting for yeah. the postman. No, it's not. Where's the postman this morning? You know, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that. No, it's not. Or waiting for someone to re- to reply to your WhatsApp message. Yeah, with the double <laughs> blue tick. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's about it. I just wanted to sort of uh, round it up with you. Sort of touched on it earlier on, but a, a quote that I quite liked, which right. is, "Don't believe everything you think. Thoughts are just that. Thoughts." Very good. So, so I think that's a, quite a nice way of summing up what really all the the the, the, the papers I read on this. Yeah. tended to come round to. Yeah. We're all going to have them. Don't yeah. give them too much credence. And they are just thoughts. And, and in a way, and you'll be pleased about this, this whole conversation is an illustration of how stupid the um, American rock band Journey are. Okay. Because, because they wrote a song called Don't Stop Believing. And actually what we're saying is stop believing. <laughs> aren't we? But it fits into my narrative of, of, of anti American soft rock perfectly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and anyway, don't stop is ridiculous because it's a double negative. So they should learn a little it bit is. about grammar before they start foisting those songs on us. But they should, yeah. Yeah, lyrically, they're not smart there, are they? No. No. 
So unless there was any other points you wanted to bring up at this juncture, perhaps we can go on to our gratitudes for the. I don't know if you've thought of one for this week. Have I've you got, got two. Some? You've got two. Do you, want to, do you want to go through both of them? I do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because I don't know why I want to go through both of them, because it feels as if gratitude is something that is very much of the moment. Okay. Yeah. So these two, so they're both quite simple. The first one is um, out in the in the fields at the moment. There's lots of the meadows are grown quite high, and there's lots of yeah. lovely flowers in them. And because it's summer, there are a lot of little butterflies in the meadows. And Nelly, the puppy, she likes to chase the butterflies through the meadows. But instead of running through the grass, she jumps. She leaps through it like a kangaroo. And oh, yeah. it is the like, most adorable thing to watch. In fact, I'm going to put a video on the uh, in- the Sideways Instagram uh, page. It's lovely to watch that. I must admit, yeah, it is, and it's it was it was it felt like a you know a real kind of moment of gratitude ever ever every time she did it. So there's that one, and the second thing I want to put on there is um, Test cricket. I feel sorry uh, at the moment for people who don't <laughs> like Test cricket. <laughs> uh, it's, there's so many layers of brilliance to it. And uh, I know that there'll be a lot of people listening here who either don't know anything about the game or can't stand the game. But I suppose what am I grateful for here? I'm grateful for anything that you have a kind of deep interest in that gives you enormous joy that almost seems to be amplified by other people's disinterest in it. <laughs> I think it, it fits perfectly within your um, your thought process where if something is too popular, you don't really want to know, do Correct. you? And, yeah. you know, a lot of people are just left completely cold by it. I, you know, it seems to give me an extra, it gives it an extra frisson of joy. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah, it sort of, it, it, it feeds into your sort of contrary nature, I think. It, it does. It, it's yeah. Exactly right. Right. Over to you. Over to me. Well, on my gratitude list, I've got uh, punts. <laughs> okay, which is, um, which goes back to, we're talking about the river earlier on. Yeah. Now, I, I was grateful for a punt um, because... Uh, yesterday, I was. It was, a, it was a late birthday present from my cousin and her partner, who took me to Cambridge um, nice. for the day. We went up there, and we was going up there at, to, for a walk around. Obviously, there's some lovely places to look at around the city centre, and we there went is, there yeah. to eat. And and they took me on the river for a punt. So we got, we got we got on there. It was one of these ones where you get a chap does it for you because you can hire oh. them yourself. And I thought you you'd, you'd have done it. And you'd, no, no, no. When you were talking earlier on about you know you see a, a nice calm river and then something dangerous goes by, <laughs> you look at people trying to punt for the first time on their own. You know they may have a couple of friends in the in the punt ahead of them, and and it's, it's just it's just a mess. <laughs> They're going all over the river. They got the banks. You know it's, <laughs> it's 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 quite entertaining to watch. That would have been hilarious. I've loved but that. It was, but having someone that would punt along and tell you what's happening, all the sites you're going by, you're going past, you know, King's College and uh, Trinity and, and telling you about all the luminaries that have that studied there. And absolutely fascinating. So, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for punts. I've never been in one before. Um, and now I have. And it was good. And it was absolutely fantastic, yeah. And uh, did you? What was the name of your? Um, what do they call? What do they call him? They can't call him a punter, surely. A punter? No, they call him a pilot. A pilot? <laughs> yeah. The pilot of the punt. Yeah, the pilot. He was called Arthur. Arthur. He was, was yeah. He, was he a? Was he getting on in years? No, he wasn't. He's a young chap. They all they all speak as if they should speak, as if they're coming from Cambridge. And you know, they're all, all oh, perhaps proper. the students do it as a bit of bit, bit of no. time. No. No, the most we did ask him that, and he was oh. saying that most of them don't, oh. um, because if you go to Cambridge, you're supposed to be fully committed to your studies, and they don't really endorse outside work. 
Right. Arthur was telling us that some of the uh, rooms, the, the residents, when they go there, they, they're paying a lot of money, obviously, for these. Some of the some of the rooms that the students stay in have a grand piano in them as well. <laughs> that is top quality, isn't it? It's so big. You could have a small sherry and work out some jazz chords. <laughs> you could, yeah. <laughs> That's my gratitude for this week, punts. Very good. I like it. Good one. So going on to the Spotify search, there's a, a track that I really love, and I've loved it for a long time, and it sort of fits in, which is called um, Home Thoughts from Abroad, and it's by Clifford T. Ward, and it's just, it's just a beautiful track. I don't know it. No. So I'll have to it, take your word for that. Yeah, it's, it's lovely, but it fits in nicely with what, I'm, mm. what, we're, what we're talking about. Um, and that leads on to bands that we like but have never purchased any of their material. Mm. Well, I'm beginning to struggle with this now. I went with Mozart last week, I seem to you remember. Did. And this week, on the same sort of theme, I thought, I actually haven't got any jazz music. And I, <laughs> okay. think, I, I think, probably, given the right tutelage, I think I could. there would be times in my life, you know, in the days, where I could probably quite get into jazz, but I do not know where to start. So someone needs to, uh, you know, so I suppose it's kind of, it's broadly on that same theme. Mm. Someone needs to get hold of me and say, look, this is what you need to listen to if you want to get into jazz music. The band that, um, that I really like, but I've never purchased any material for, um, is Florence and the Machine. Oh. I watched some of um, uh, on YouTube, I was watching some of their, one of their live gigs recently, and I thought, you know what, I should really be into these more. I should have bought some of their stuff, but never have. Mm. that's quite an easy one for me to put on this week yeah i i'm not terribly familiar her material might end up in um in the uh venn diagram uh overlap i suspect yeah, may well do may mm. well do mm. okay mate well that's all that's right. me that's me about done and for a monday evening i think we've done all right see Good. you next time yeah we'll do take it easy laters bye bye Sideways was created by Graham Landy and Martin Pankhurst. If you want to read more about our work or sort through the extensive archive of past episodes, just visit grahamlandywellbeing.co.uk forward slash sideways podcast. You can follow us on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram at Sideways Podcast. And you can email us if you have a question or if there's something you'd like us to cover. But most of all, we want to tell you how grateful we are that you come and listen. And we ask that if you've enjoyed what you've heard, that you spread the word. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>